Alright, welcome back, and uh, I recorded a new intro for you, so here you go. I hope you enjoy. There you go. I hope you enjoyed that. That uh, that didn't take too long to record. I'm not bragging. It's actually just because it's that simple of what I just played. But that was on a brand new mandolin that I accompanied with my guitar that I had before. But I um, I was thinking about the New Year's resolutions and I was thinking about the upcoming year and I'm holding a book in my hands and I thought it'd be it might be interesting to to talk about it, to reference it. So what I'd like to do is just share a a quick story, explain something, and then um, give a recommendation for the upcoming year. All right. So a few days ago, I was out to lunch with a new friend who is in school right now. She's studying social justice and criminology and systems and all of these things because she has a desire to do work against sex trafficking, which is fantastic. That's uh, a taboo topic that's not really talked about. And so the fact that she's going to school to study it, to learn how to take it down, that's profound. But uh, in our conversation, we kind of came across a few comments, and uh, it's hard to, to not have a conversation come up to Jesus at some point, um, especially when we're talking about social justice. But um, in the middle of lunch, we started talking about uh, punk and punk rock, which is a real fun genre of music for me. Back in the day, I guess I used to go to a lot more concerts than I do now. Now it's a little less often, but going to uh, VFW halls and watching people play the same five power chords over and over and over again while uh, screaming along to it, that kind of brings up some good memories, good old punk rock. But uh, the comment was, man, Jesus was definitely punk rock, wasn't he? And we kind of chuckled as we're sitting there eating our Thai food, but we came to the realization, yeah, yeah, Jesus definitely seemed rather punk rock in the fact that he really railed against 
the authorities back in the day, the religious and the political, the systemic structures around him. Jesus was definitely punk rock in that way. I'm not sure if you could say that he was anti-establishment. Probably could say that he was for the establishment by critiquing the establishment from within the establishment. But in that sense, Jesus actually comes from a very long, long tradition of people, especially in um, the Jewish worldview, that there are a long list of names of people who have been prophets in some way. Punk rock prophets, I guess you could say. These were people that um, felt the tension around them and felt the need to say something about it. And so I'm very interested by the idea that there are from Judeo-Christian values, certain archetypes that are applicable across the globe. And one of them is that of the prophet. In Hebrew, the word is Nevi'im, which is plural, and it, it pretty much means those who are outside of themselves. Or if you wanted to translate it a little differently, you could say they're the ones that are outside of their own minds. The prophets are the crazy people on the fringes. Yeah, they're still a part of us, but they're on the fringes critiquing at the very center of everything and how things are operating. The prophets are at the same time in their day and age mad and sad that they have to do their job. The prophets were always the ones that had a half-broken heart for the fact that they were called to do what they had to do. So I have right here in front of me, I'm holding my hands, a book called The Prophets by Abraham Joshua Heschel. And if you've never read Heschel, you need to. Um, I know I've referenced him before, but Heschel is just a boss. This book, this, uh, this one on The Prophets, is I think it's based off of his dissertation that he wrote back in the day and had it reworked into a, a book that could be released. And so this is it. And if you wanted to, I would say go look it up on Amazon. And I believe there's two editions. There's one that's a shorter and the other that's a longer version. But if you get the short one, man, it's okay because I think the introduction itself is worth the price of the book. So let me just read a few quotes for you, okay, from the introduction or the first chapter. So speaking of the prophets, he says that to us, a single act of injustice, cheating in business, the exploitation of the poor is slight but to the prophets, a disaster. To us, injustice is injurious to the welfare of the people, but to the prophets, it is a death blow to existence. To us, an episode, to them, a catastrophe. 
a threat to the world. The prophets, man, were so good. Let me look up another one here. Oh man, the prophet is sleepless and grave. The prophet's ear perceives the silent sigh. The prophet is human, yet he employs notes one octave too high for our ears. He experiences moments that defy our understanding. He is neither a singing saint nor a moralizing poet, but an assaulter of the mind. Often his words begin to burn where the conscience ends. Man. To the prophets, worship preceded or followed by evil acts become an, an absurdity. If you can't tell, this introduction has already got so many good quotes. Oh, here's another one. Great orators or speakers in Rome had frequently manifested courage in publicly condemning the abuse of power by individuals. But the prophets challenged the whole country. Kings, priests, false prophets, and the entire nation. Let's see here. If you can't tell, I'm literally just flipping through the opening chapter. Oh, yeah. To a person endowed with prophetic sight, everyone else appears blind. To a person whose ear perceives God's voice, everyone else appears deaf. He is stigmatized by, as a madman by his contemporaries and by some modern scholars is abnormal. Oh man, this is sad. The prophet is a lonely man. He alienates the wicked as well as the pious, the cynics as well as the believers, the priests and the princes, the judges and the false prophets. But to be a prophet means to challenge and to defy and to cast out fear. This is so good. This is making me want to go back and reread the whole book. But if you can't tell, Heschel was a formidable person back in the day. He was a rabbi who wrote some incredible pieces on philosophy and ethics, and of course right here on the prophets, the nature of religion. He was a really profound thinker. But I think it's very important to say that there are probably walking amongst us minor prophets all the time people who care enough about the world that they experience the pains and injustices, the abuses that maybe everyone else has gotten used to and so experience it on a three, but they experience on a 3,000 amps, you know, 3,000 times more loud. The prophets really are a unique bunch and as an archetype of people, they're really not limited to certain types of professions. Throughout the scriptures, there's places where they could be young, they could be old, 
They could be priests. They could have been farmers. They could have been anyone. But they always seem to be on the fringes of the inside and critiquing how things are done. But at the same time, they're always mad and sad that they have to do that. So I think the prophets are, are very needed, necessary, and good thing to have in our midst. But the problem is, at least in the case of Jeremiah and a few others, sometimes prophets are not appreciated in their own day. In fact, for the most part, they really aren't. And that's why they're called the ones who are just absurd. They're the crazy people. They're on the fringes. They're on the outside-ish. But to God, they're really just the people that seem to care the most. And so the prophets are really the ones who are maybe living their faith out a little better than the rest of us who have gotten used to the violence and the racism or sexism or all of these things. So that leads me, that leads me to my challenge, I guess, for you and for me. I uh, have been writing down New Year's resolutions every so often, um, probably for the past five years or so. Just a list of maybe no more than eight or ten things that I want to do. And sometimes I get a number of those knocked off. I haven't yet been able to cross off all of the New Year's resolutions um, that I write. But I think one real fascinating one that we could all do is try to listen to the prophets that are maybe speaking today. And I don't necessarily mean they have to be um, real crazy, but it seems as though in 2016 there was a buzzword towards the end of the year, um, a buzz phrase. It's known as the echo chamber that modern technology has allowed us to surround ourselves with the same opinions that we've always had. And by doing that, we never really are challenged to think outside of our own echo chamber. Does that make sense? And that you can think <laughs> that your radio, that your books, that your television stations don't give in to some form of an echo chamber. But the reality is they all do. And that since the 50s and 60s, there have been less and less people at the top who own all of the television stations. And so even if you're flipping through 200 channels, you're still listening to predominantly only four main voices. Newspapers are the same. So are magazines. So here's the thought. The resolution. Can you and I open ourselves to be vulnerable to the prophets of our day and age that challenge our own echo chamber? 
How good are you and I at listening to people with the complete opposite view? How good are you and I at listening to people who have critiques and opinions opposite? You see, that's what leads me to thinking about the prophets being punk rock, to Jesus being one of the prophets in a long line of prophets. If the world is going to get any better, and if we're going to avoid any tragedies, if we're going to want to see 2017 be better than it was last year and the year before that, we've got to start listening to the voices that critique our position. We've got to start listening to people that experience injustices on a harsher scale than we do. The world is too big for us to think that our experience of life is the experience that every human on earth also has. There's not enough time to go into it, but there's a a French... A uh, theologian and archaeologist named Pierre Teilhard de Chardin, who had a real positive view of human history, that we'll make some mistakes along the way, but on the whole, it is possible that humanity is hopefully learning from our mistakes. This isn't to give in to some uh, fairy tale view of progressivism that everything's always getting better, but hindsight 2020 vision is always good to look back and learn from the mistakes and then move forward. So I guess that's it for now. Take some time to think about how some of the prophets are punk rock. That you can maybe see them critiquing culture, critiquing institutions, be it political or religious, financial, military. The prophets are the ones that maybe know how to love the best because they know how to speak out for people that don't have a voice. If you ask me, a good spirituality is definitely one that has a place for prophets. One of my favorite phrases is from Richard Rohr, who says, It will forever be to the glory of the Jewish people that they've decided to include in their scriptures (laughs) books that told them that they're full of it. I'm fascinated by the Bible and the fact that the prophets are included in there because it's really a collection of books that are telling people that they're doing it wrong and that they've lost perspective. So for 2017, I'm going to try to read uh, the book of Jeremiah slowly with a commentary 
in hand to try to read a prophet and dive into it to learn from it and to see what the prophets might have to say about justice and the poor and the homeless and sexism and racism today. That, that sounds kind of heavy, but it sounds also really kind of delightful. So as you go forward in 2017, take some time to uh, deconstruct and tear down your echo chamber. Listen to the opposite news channel than you usually listen to. Listen to a different radio station and maybe read a biography of someone who looks and grew up in a place completely different from you. And maybe you'll see that you're starting to um, have a bit more care and understanding and maybe in some own way, some small way, in your own way, you can become a little prophet um, who speaks primarily with love for the betterment of your family, for your workplace, for your community, for your government, for your world. All right? So, uh, I don't know how to finish this. So I'll say this. Uh, go be a punk rock prophet. Okay? Till next time.